Hello, and welcome everyone to Stand By Me's podcast series. Stand By Me is a partnership between the United Way of Delaware and the State of Delaware that offers free one-on-one support to Delawareans who want to understand more about their money, make good financial decisions, and achieve their financial goals. Today's guest is Danette Rivera, the lead trainer for the Stand By Me program who holds the distinction of having worked with all of the coaches who've been involved with the Stand By Me program throughout its 10-plus year history. Welcome, Danette. So to start with, give a little bit of your background and how long you've been with the Stand By Me program. My background is has always been in business and entrepreneurship. Um, in my professional career, I, I manage companies both in the U.S. and abroad, and that was most of the 30 years of my uh, working career. And then... When financial coaching came to Delaware, and originally it was taught by the New Mexico Community College, um, I was invited by a nonprofit to whether or not I, if I wanted to take this training, because I work with a lot of nonprofits in Delaware um, around things like financial literacy, entrepreneurship, et cetera. My company's Rivera Business Development. I've been around as a company. My company's been around for 14 years. I just celebrated that in February. Um, And so I was doing some contract work and I'm one of the few people I think in the world that actually likes training. So I said, yes. And then New Mexico came several times and trained. And each time I was invited by a different nonprofit and I fell in love with it the first time I took the training. So I kept going back. And then ultimately when the University of Delaware was looking to hand off the training so that Stand By Me could run it on its own, I was the obvious choice to be one of the trainers because I had taken the training so many times and I was resistant because in school, math and science weren't my thing, right? I I didn't care for math and science. And now I love both. I spend a lot of time um, in the world, neuroscience and all that as well. So here I am today having trained um, now altogether with other coaches that I've trained, I'm I'm well at a thousand coaches, maybe more by now that I have trained. Talk about the approach and the methodology behind the Stand By Me program. What's at the heart of why it's successful and how it helps people? Financial coaching is a is really a global movement. Coaching has been around, as you probably know, forever, right? Executive mm-hmm. coaching, different types of coaching. But financial coaching is still in its infancy, really. I didn't know at the time that when we all started training, we were kind of in, in that pioneer era. We were starting financial coaching, but the reason why it's taking off and it's it's becoming so important is because what we've discovered and there's plenty of, of research and reports to support the fact that you know when you're when somebody tells you what to do, it's never taken well, right? So even if you ask for advice, even if you say to your best friend, you know I'm having this issue, and they start telling you what to do, your defense mechanisms kick in automatically, and you start kind of feeling like you you don't want to receive it. So what's happened is we can't continue to just provide funding and not help people to learn how to manage money and ha- the impact that decisions that have nothing to do with finances impact your finances and vice versa. So financial coaching around the world is picking up speed because we we have to find a better way to empower more people, to truly empower. That word is thrown around so much, it lost its sort of, you know, what it really means. Now, 
as we started doing uh, Stand By Me and we started working with a lot of training people that are working in social services, working for different state agencies, it, it changes the conversation. So when we train the coaches and the coaches um, start to work with their clients, we're having conversations about what are your beliefs around money? How do you feel about money? And we hear things like money is at the root of all evil. I'll never have enough. You know, the minute I start saving, building a savings account, it seems like, oh, something always shows up. Those are all mindsets and habits and thinking. And most people never stop to evaluate who they are and how they think and how your beliefs impact your life on a daily basis. So what we're seeing is that even in the training, which is typically four days, I cannot tell you the times that the people in the training go and make a phone call or make a decision about their finances because they're in the training and come back and share. I remember a young woman emailed us all after the first day of training, and she had renegotiated her car insurance and had saved herself almost $400 for that year, mm. all because she was taking the Stand By Me financial coaching training. But when I train, I also train in a coaching method. So even in the training, I'm not telling people what to do. I'm talking about why it makes a difference and how it impacts their lives and so on. And I think that's the thing is that people finally get to see that, yeah, the financial decisions, it's not just the finances. When I make a decision to go out to dinner and spend money on that dinner, I don't stop to think that that dinner might set me back for a week or two, or I might not be able to pay a bill because I did that because people might be living at that level where yeah. a simple dinner could put them over budget. And so that consequence ripples. And so financial coaching is, it's really about, it's just the whole coaching methodology in general is so much more effective because it is about helping people discover for themselves what it is that they want to do and how they want to do it. And so not telling people what to do is is the big difference. And finance is such a touchy subject with people. It's it's hard to talk about. And particularly for some cultures in particular, have a very, very difficult time talking about managing money. I consistently have heard from coaches and from customers of the program just how important the relationship building aspect is of the coach and customer relationship because you're 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 doing something that's really kind of an intimate exercise. You know, you have to be a, allow yourself to be vulnerable and I think that's on both sides. Talk a little bit about the relationship side of it and and what you try to impart to the coaches in how to build that trust and that ability to to let down your guard. Thank you for that question because one of the things that I see that when I'm in bus- in the business world and I'm out there networking or something when I say I'm a financial coach, it's like crickets. Like there's no question. Nobody, nobody asks anything because fin- finances are such a private thing and people feel embarrassed. If you're a successful person, it doesn't mean that you're, you're managing your money well. It's not just people that are living below the poverty level. This is at all income levels, people making decisions that affect their lives. And so when I work with the coaches in the training, the key is to help them understand that the first part of it, and maybe the very first time you meet with a client, 
it has to be about building the relationship and the, the comfort and helping them understand what this process is going to be because you have to get that person to get comfortable with trusting you that you're not going to share what you're learning from them, that you're going to not judge them for what they're saying. They have to really, really feel comfortable with you. And how you do that is by simply letting them talk about what they believe are their struggles and why did you come to Stand By Me? How did you get here? Sometimes people are told, oh, go to Stand By Me. They'll help you with your budget. So then what happens is the person comes with this expectation that the Stand By Me coach is going to immediately start working with them on their budget when the first part is, what is Stand By Me? Why are we here? What is this idea of financial coaching? And how can it make a difference? And then continue to build that that, uh, comfort. And it is a struggle for coaches. And rightfully so, because when you're working with a client on their budget, and you're seeing the issues that they may be having with their budget, it's easy to say, oh, I see that you're having a problem here. The difference between a financial, a money management program and a stand by me financial coaching program is that when I see a problem with the budget, I'm going to ask the client, what do you see? What does this budget tell you? And then you let them look at it. You don't jump in, you pause. And so it's the client that decides or says, wow, I see that we spent a lot more on groceries every month than than I realized. Or uh, these days it would be gas, right? Gas for your gasoline for your car. Um, But it, it seems like everybody always goes after the person's coffee. You know, that coffee you have every morning. Mm -hmm. It's, it's like a standard oh, I see that you're spending $3.50 every day on your coffee. Maybe that's an area. Well, a coach doesn't do that. A coach sees it, but maybe that's not the area that the person is going to be willing to cut. Maybe that's the only thing they do for themselves every day. Everything else goes to paying bills and taking care of all the responsibilities. It's not my job to tell them where they're supposed to cut their budget. Well, it's almost like you're creating the opportunity for them to step into. And just like with any coach coaching an athlete, an Olympic athlete, the the coach may have gone through and may have been in the Olympics themselves and done all these things, but they can't force the person to live up to their potential. They can create the opportunity. They can be the outside pair of eyes looking in and saying, what about this? What about this? What about this? What do you see? How How can we... Uh, you know, foster this particular aspect of things. You're you're allowing them to develop it themselves, and I and I think that's ultimately so much more rewarding for the person because they've done it and they know they've done it. It's not like somebody else has done it for them. That's exactly what it is. That's the big difference. Is that when I can take ownership and I can say, "Wow, I've actually managed to have an emergency fund, and maybe I never had one," and when, when people, I love when somebody says, oh my gosh, Miss Rivera, I accomplished this and I accomplished that. I love it because I know that we've done a good job. If, if they believe 100% in themselves and that they accomplished it, it's a wonderful feeling because it's like you were just there guiding them and now they've really taken ownership. And it's that, that's when people change when they believe they can change and when they understand the impact 
to, in, to their lives and how it can make their lives better. That's when they commit to the sacrifices and the, the different things that they have to do to then get themselves into a better financial position. So how much of what you train the coaches in is in the relational side versus the tools that they might use? A lot of the conversations I've had, things will start with credit scores and trying to work on credit scores, work on a budget. You know, those are those are specific tools. How much of it is is the tools versus the relational side and the 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 methodology of the coaching? The the coaching is really the biggest percentage of the training. It's where we have to spend a lot of time Mm -hmm. because if you consider, if you look at the standard tools for finances, I like to help our coaches understand and people that I talk to that really the, the model is the financial plan, right? If you take the financial plan, it has all the components that you need to create a, a foundation for financial stability. Most of the people that come to a financial coaching training know what those things are. Like if I ask most people, what is an estate plan? They, they might not think they need it, but they, they likely know at least what it is, or at least what is a will or things like that, where the, I have to spend time with the coaches and the coaches have to spend time with, with the people is in the relationship and then the relationship between money and life. And if you think about our, our education system, you go to school and you take math class and art class and, and literature, history, whatever. We've been using financial education and teaching it the same way before financial coaching became a thing. Because what happens is you know, someone comes and talks to you about finances and someone else talks to you about your per- personal development and your other decisions, right? Different areas of your life. But typically, financial literacy is in this box. But no one ever connects it to your life and the total impact. The yes, they might say, well, you know, your credit is not great and you say you want to buy a home. Well, and until we work on your credit, you can't have that house. But we never talk about why does the person really want that home? Yeah. What is that home going to do for them and their, their, their family? Or what is the vision? When we do that and create that relationship and the coach does that, then we begin to see why fixing our credit is important because I want this house for these reasons. And it has nothing to do with the financial, you know, oh, I want to own the home. And then one day, you know, I can have some equity and it's none of that. So if, if we work mainly on how to have conversations around money, how to connect it with life. And then we talk about each specific area that's key. So things like credit and all the other ones that I'm sure you've talked about with the coaches on on this program. What are three or four of the most important things that you tell coaches uh, in working with their customers? Well, I think number one is the relationship building and the trust. Those, you know, that's one of the areas that absolutely is critical. I think not judging because we have to be realistic. When you work with people on a daily basis and you're always dealing with the same kind of problems and they come in with their stories and their story is, I'm not taking responsibility. It's not my fault. This has happened. That's happened. That's happened. 
I think it's it's really important for a coach to try to to control their own judgments and and just the the way they see the world, right? Their vision for the world because you're bringing that to your that relationship. You can't pretend that's not there. So what have you learned along the way? How has the approach uh, or methodology evolved over time? I think the evolution is, for one, for me as a trainer, I make sure that I'm always reading and staying up on what's what's new and what's happening in the industry of financial coaching and coaching in general. If you look at the world of life coaching and how that's taken off and how we're seeing more and more people. Mm-hmm. I look at financial coaching as life coaching with a specialty in finance. It's a, it's a major with a minor. So kind of seeing all those things and how they're integrated definitely makes a, a positive impact towards financial coaching as well, because it really is so closely related. I think life coaches, life coaches make great financial coaches. Like they could come in and jump in and do that. But also um, looking at the world of financials, finances change every day. We used to give out a book by the Wall Street Journal because it had all this great information on finances. Well, finances change daily, interest rates, how things are done, regulations change. So always, always, we're always staying on top of all that. And it's not just me, it's the team that helps to oversee the, the Stand By Me program everyone that's involved, people like Laura and Jude and the others, it's it's always staying on top of the finances is probably the number one area that we have to really watch. And, and then we, one thing I have to say that over the years is that how we have the conversation and using the financial coaching as the tool for the training, like the actual coaching method to teach I believe is a change that we've integrated that wasn't there in the beginning. In the beginning, it was like, let's talk about coaching. Let's talk about finances. Now we integrate it into stories and examples. And I believe strongly that that change has really made it easier for the coaches to see the difference between just talking about finances and what financial coaching brings to the clients. So what kind of change do you see in coaches between when they're first brought on and when they've been around for a while? Does the role of being a financial coach change that person in any way? I mean, if I if I think of what it's done for me and also what it's done for the, the coaches that I do have a relationship with that I talk with more often, and then now, um, you know, as you train other people in other organizations, the feedback is is really relatively the same. And that's that, you know, the Stand By Me coaches are, it's making a difference in their own lives. And typically that's where it starts. I think the greatest buy-in of a financial coach happens when something happens for them and they have this eye-opening experience. Um, I think that we're, we have incredible reporting that, you know, data that Stand By Me has been capturing over these years about the number of people buying houses and the number of people that now have emergency funds that never even saved a dime. And so when you see that, you realize the impact that it makes. And for the Stand By Me coaches, it it makes them love this more and, and it helps them with the work that they're doing because it's not easy. 
and they have other responsibilities. And most of our coaches are working in a job where it's the financial coaching plus case management, for example. And so the coaching, I think, helps the case management also. And so the more they they do it, the more they believe it and see the impact and affects their lives in a positive way. And once you're a financial coach, that conversation, you're going to have it with people, everyone that everyone's lives that you touch, your kids, your sisters, brothers, friends, colleagues. Yeah. You don't stop being a financial coach because you're not with a standby me client. <laughs> so what's the most fulfilling aspect of, of what you do uh, or what are you most proud of? I'm very, very proud of the impact right? Because it's all great. I have these great numbers. I've trained, you know, so many coaches. But what what moves me about this is that it's about helping people become successful. And whatever success means to to that person. And when for me, when I see that as a as a program, we are changing the lives of people and people that have been living living in poverty and didn't see any way out. And now they're they're taking all these steps and uh, it just, it makes, it, it warms my heart. And I know that for our coaches, it's that feeling, right? That's, that's what moves me is one person becomes a saver and that reduces the stress and the anxiety in their lives then I've done my job and the coaches have done theirs. So it's, it's an amazing, it's amazing work and very, very gratifying. So what's the legacy that you hope stand by me leaves in the minds of the customers it served or the state as a whole? I think the legacy for stand by me is that it, it, if you think about what's being done now, it's, it's, it's a ripple effect and that ripple effect is going to continue beyond my work when I'm not doing this anymore and when the coaches move on because the number of people that have been through this program, if you think about it, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of coaches that we've put through this program over the years. Think about when they move, when they go somewhere else, when they go to, maybe they're not with Stand By Me at this point, they're with another organization in Delaware. And, and you see the number of people buying houses and all that. I think for us, the legacy is that it goes beyond Stand By Me, beyond the, the individual work. But also, um, I think that one of the things that, that we'll move more towards is train the trainer programs. We need more trainers so that we can really take this to the next level. And I think that'll really build such a strong legacy in Delaware. And for years to come, people will will refer to this program as something that changed their lives and, and impacted the economy in Delaware. Because why, why does the program get supported, right? Because that we need that too. And why does it get supported? Because we're proving that it's increasing income for the state, it increases income for families and there's a benefit to the broader um, community that is also there by empowering more people financially. And without a program, without financial coaching, financial literacy was helping. It's, it has a place. But how people respond and implement more quickly 
is definitely different with financial coaching. I feel the impact of this program. And what I can say is that the heart and the thought that's gone into your work definitely is having the impact that's intended. I see the stats. I see the success stories. It's really amazing. So, you know, I just really applaud all the energy and all the care that you've put into this in helping to build a culture that is transforming lives. That's a really remarkable mission. Yeah, it's what it's what moves me. It's why I'm still here all these years later, still doing this. I don't know how many people in life get an opportunity like the one I have to do work that is meaningful. Today's podcast has been brought to you by the United Way of Delaware, the state of Delaware, and by our generous partners and donors. For more information, visit www.standbyme.org or facebook.com slash standbymedelaware. If you are in need of emergency food assistance, Delaware 211 is the state's referral hotline. Dial 211 or 1-800-560-3372 or text 898-211 or visit www.delaware211.org.